We've all seen the New York Islanders' problems this year, the sloppy play, the late leads given up, the bad penalties. How are they going to address these problems? Well, we discussed that, plus we preview tonight's game in Boston. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. So you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And by the way, tonight the Islanders take on the Boston Bruins. And you can catch every minute of that game on SiriusXM with the Islanders home team announcers. Just do a search for Islanders. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout this entire season, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's great to talk Islanders hockey game time or any time. Well, we've all been watching these first 11 games, five wins, three losses, three overtime losses, and look, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to identify some of the problems that have been plaguing this team throughout the entire season. And it's been frustrating, to say the least, to see that. Now, here's a look at the situation. The Islanders, in the first period, have outscored their opponents 11-4. to And that four goals allowed in the first period is the le- the lowest number in the entire National Hockey League. And I'll tell you, that is a-, a great thing to see. But here's the the problem is on the back end. The Islanders have played eight home games so far out of their first 11 games. They have held a lead in every one of those games, but they are three two, and three 
in those games at home. And in the third period and in overtime of games, they are a minus eight. So, obviously, this team not having any difficulty early in games. But third period has been a big problem for the New York Islanders. Not able to get a a, a good 60-minute effort. And they are just giving up too many quality chances. And, you know, you can't be 3-5 and at home when you've held a lead in all eight games. That is just not a winning formula in the National Hockey League. And Anders Lee basically said we've had leads that we haven't held we haven't held on to that have taken us to overtime and we haven't got those extra points. So yeah, we're leaving points out there and that's something we have to work on and have to come out with the same mentality that we have in the first and second. The mindset is there. Guys have the thought process, but then you have to go out and do it. That's the biggest thing at the end of the day. It's about execution, and that's what we're striving for. And, you know, part of it, on Wednesday, in practice, the Islanders spent some time addressing, uh, number one, the fact that in the third period of games, they have been retreating too much and been a little bit out of position as a result. And according to Lane Lambert and some of the players, those are the kind of mistakes that cause this team to take more penalties and make more mistakes and lead to the loss of a lot of these leads. And, you know, it, it, it is something that they were working on in practice not retreating so much in the third period, not backing up, being more positionally sound. Essentially, the Islanders spent Wednesday's practice trying to get back to basics because that's what they need to do to to sort of, it was almost like reacquainting themselves with the details of the defensive system they have been playing with some slight variations, really, since Barry Trotz took over As coach, Matt Martin told the Hockey News, we need to stop giving up leads. It's just the bottom line. We put ourselves in position to win a lot of games. And although our record isn't bad through 11 games, if we're being realistic and honest, it should be better. So we're doing something we need to focus on and clean up for sure because I think in years past when we got the lead, we didn't give it up. And that's who we are, who we need to be. And now we've got to get back to that. So let's hope they can do that and, you know, find a way to start playing that smarter brand of hockey that we know they are capable of playing. And it's very, very frustrating to watch this team, a a, a team that we know can be better than this, constantly give up leads that you know, again, seem to be there and and that this team has earned, but just not be able to get over the hump and get the job done. And I'll tell you, you know, we talked, every dayers, you'll remember that we talked about the importance of this team 
getting off to a good start because of all the home games that they had, and they had a lot of games early against teams that did not make the playoffs last year. Well, you know, is 5-3-3 three and three a great start? No. Is it a terrible start? No. It puts them right in the middle of the hunt. I mean, fourth place in the division, two points behind the third place Devils, but with a game in hand uh, as of Wednesday afternoon. Uh, this is a dogfight, though. Look at it right now. Uh, the difference between second place in the Metropolitan Division and last place in the Metropolitan Division is a grand total of six points. If the Islanders would have gotten even two extra points, whether it was an overtime win or not blowing one of the leads and winning in regulation, two more points would put them officially in third place and they'd be one point behind second place Carolina with two games in hand. Yeah, it's early in the season. It's tight. But this team needs to work on its positioning its discipline, and it was at least encouraging to hear that Lane Lambert spent time in practice on Wednesday working on these things and re-emphasizing the importance of being in the right position, not retreating too much, not trying to go into that shell to hold on to a lead. These are all important things that the New York Islanders need to be doing right now if they're going to get back on track. And look, we all know the schedule, it, it, there's two games left before they head west for a four-game Western Canada and Seattle road trip. And, you know, tonight... In Boston, not an easy game. Then they come back home to face the Capitals and then the road trip. Edmonton, Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary. Not going to be easy heading west. Let's see if this team, this veteran team, this team that has been through so much, most of them together, can get themselves straightened out and get back to the sound, fundamental hockey that got them to two conference finals in back-to-back years and helped them make the playoffs four times in the last five seasons. Let's see if they can rededicate themselves because I'll tell you this, I applaud Lane Lambert for doing this at practice on Wednesday, getting back to basics, but if the results aren't there, then something, something is going to have to change and we have to see what that's going to be. All right, we have got more to get to on today's show. We'll talk about the latest injury updates on Bo Horvat, who missed practice, what the line combinations were. Plus, we'll preview tonight's game in Boston. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a former Islanders captain who is now a general manager in the National Hockey League. Let's see if you can guess who that is. All that and more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have, and today I want our chat to be a little more personal. 
I just learned that you can now get a one-year supply of ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on the next natural disaster or supply chain issue. You're covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or uh, Revatio prescription. This is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year's supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you or someone you love would love to get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So, practice on Wednesday. Still no Bo Horvat. Bo not available, did not practice with the team. Adam Pellick, who did play in the game against the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday, also did not practice, but that was considered maintenance. Now, the update that we have is that both Bo Horvat and Adam Pellick will travel with the team to Boston for Thursday's game. Horvat is listed as day-to-day, and Lane Lambert told reporters at practice or after practice on Wednesday, we'll see what happens tomorrow. 24 hours could tell us a lot. So we do not know at this point whether Bo Horvat, who missed the game against the Wild, will be available or not. And uh, we have to see how that plays out. Against Minnesota, you know, we saw Matthew Barzal go back to playing center. And, you know, Barzi was skating around and, and, and doing his thing, but he also did not help the team offensively very much as far as actual production was concerned, and he did turn the puck over a lot and the problem is that the turnovers the giveaways right now Matthew Barzal has 20 giveaways officially through 11 games and I know giveaways and takeaways in the NHL are a wonky stat that's a little difficult to understand but Barzal has 20 just to give you an idea the next highest Islander player is Alexander Romanov and he has 11. So, you know, almost half the number that Barzal has. And, oh yeah, by the way, Barzal doesn't just lead the Islanders in giveaways. He has more giveaways than any other player in the NHL. John Carlson, the defenseman for the Washington Capitals, has 17. But again, remember, the Islanders have played fewer games than a lot of other teams right now. I mean, one or two fewer games, but still, uh, the fact that Barzal has three more giveaways than any other player and that the Islanders have played a few fewer games than most other teams 
you know, that's a, a an important stat to think about. And, you know, basically, we got a, a, a question or, or an email from our friend Phil, longtime listener of the show, and he basically asked whether Barzal was better off at center or on the wing. And I think there are advantages and disadvantages to both. Uh, if you put him at center, you're separating Bo and Barzy. I, I don't know if if that's ideal. I, I think Barzal is a little... I think he knows he's supposed to be a little bit more responsible defensively at center. But because he's not that responsible defensively, maybe being on the wing hides that deficiency a little, but it also limits the way that he can move and skate with the puck because he's more limited being on one side of the ice than being in the middle where he can go to both sides. It's a tough question, and there are no easy answers. And we're going to put up a poll on our YouTube page, so do check that out. Uh, Do you think Matthew Barzal is better off being on the wing with Bo Horvat? Or do you think the Islanders should separate the duo and move Barzy back to center when Bo Horvat returns to the lineup? And I think, you know, the good news coming out of practice is that Bo Horvat, you know, he is considered day-to-day. And the fact that he is going to travel with the team to Boston has to be considered an encouraging fact that it's possible he goes tonight and even if he doesn't, you get the feeling that, you know, come Saturday, the Islanders' next game, we are going to see Bo Horvat ready to go. Again, you know, these these lower body injuries, whether it's a bruise or, a, uh, uh, or, or some other kind of injury as a result of blocking that shot, they can be tricky. And, you know, sometimes it's those soft tissue injuries, whether it's a sprain or a bruise. Sometimes they take a little longer to heal than a broken bone just because they are trickier to deal with. But I'm hoping we get Bo Horvat back into the lineup. And then, of course, the question again emerges, should the Islanders move Barzal back to the wing? Or should they keep him at center? So I'd love to hear your opinion, and we'll talk about that more on Monday's show to give everybody a little bit of time to vote. But it looks like we will see Adam Pellick, and Bo Horvat will be a game-time decision. Also looks like, and I, I don't think this will be a surprise based on the fact that we had, uh, you know, Semyon Varlamov in goal on Tuesday, that uh, Ilya Sorokin is going to get the start against the Bruins. Talking about that, we will preview that game between the Islanders and the Boston Bruins. Talk about what this team needs to do to try to pull off the upset. Bruins, one of the better teams in the NHL. We'll talk about how they've gotten off to such a hot start and what the Islanders need to try to do to slow them down. We will have that and a whole lot more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Parkview Advance. As a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind, but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or even rent. 
For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From $5,000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans and locked on Islander fans to learn more by calling us at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. That's parkviewadvance.com. So it's the Islanders and the Boston Bruins in Boston tonight. And again, you can catch every minute of this game. Starts at 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight on Sirius XM with the Islanders' hometown broadcast team. Just do a search for Islanders. Let's face it. A lot of people expected the Boston Bruins to sort of stumble, uh, you know, losing David Krejci, you know, players to old age, retirement. Uh, but they, they haven't fallen off at all. And you got to give credit to the Bruins organization. They are in the middle of the pack in goals scored, 14th. But they have given up fewer goals than any other team in the National Hockey League. 23 goals in 12 games as a team, including empty netters and all that. That is less than two goals per game. And, you know, that is outstanding. They are 10-1-1. They have gotten points in 11 of their first 12 games this season. They are fresh off a 3-2 win on the road in Dallas uh, and did not sustain their first regulation loss until November 4th. So they went three weeks without a regulation loss. David Posternick has been on fire. Nine goals and 17 points in 12 games. Brad Marchand, not far behind. Six goals, 11 points. Uh, They will not have Charlie McAvoy. He is a big guy to not have in the lineup. He has eight points in nine games, but is serving a suspension. And there's a lot of familiar names on this team. Charlie Coyle, James Van Riemsdyk, Pavel Zaka, Jake DeBrusque. They are playing top to bottom solid, solid hockey. And, you know, the power play, just like the offense, not elite. In fact, they are 21st in the league, hitting at 17.5%. But the penalty kill, best in the league, 94% penalty kill. And let's face it. You know, everyone says, and Islander fans always say, that the Islanders have the best goaltending duo in the NHL. And I think they may. But if there's one team that can give you a solid argument that their goaltenders might be better than the Islanders, it would be the Boston Bruins. Linus Olmark, a 2.30 goals against average and a 9.26 save percentage. He's 4-1-1 on the year. And Jeremy Swayman, 6-0 on the season. A 1.49 goals against average and a 9.52 save percentage. Line combinations for the Bruins, Zaka, Van Riemsdyk, and Pasternak are the top line. Charlie Coyle centers the second line with Brad Marchant and Jake DeBrusque on either side of him. 
Matthew uh, Poitras is the third line center. Trent Frederick to his left. Patrick Brown to his right. And John Beecher, Danton Heinen, and Oscar Steen are the fourth line. Hampus Lindholm and Ian Mitchell are the top defense pairing right now with Mason Laurie and Brandon Carlo as the second pairing. Kevin Shattenkirk and Parker Wotherspoon, the former Islander, uh, are the third pair as of right now. Uh, Milan Lucic day-to-day, as is Jakob Lauko. Matt Greslick on the IR. Charlie McAvoy is, as we mentioned, suspended. And then you have Derek Forbor and Morgan Geeky out of the lineup right now. Forbor is day-to-day. We mentioned the goalies, obviously, Swayman and Olmark. Islanders, first of all, stay out of the penalty box. Cut down on those penalties. And I think a big key is going to be shutting down that top line. Pasternak, in particular, has been lethal for the Boston Bruins so far this year. They've got to slow him down. They're going to need a good game from Ilya Sorokin. Now, the Bruins, uh, in their last game uh, against the Dallas Stars, as we mentioned, uh, Jeremy Swayman played in that game. So that means Olmark... They've been alternating. If they continue to alternate, Olmark should be the goalie against the Islanders tonight. Again, check it out on Twitter. We will confirm that as soon as we have confirmation. But great goaltending matchup between Sorokin and Olmark is the likely uh, matchup for tonight. And, you know, if the Islanders play smart, if they could steal a point or even win this game, it would be a big confidence boost for this team. They are capable of it, but I'll tell you this, and I'll tell it to you right now. They can't even they can't have a 40-minute effort like they had against Minnesota and against Detroit and too many other games so far this year. But they 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 need to not even have a 55-minute game. The effort has to be there for 60 minutes if they're going to win. Let's hope. They can do it. It would mean a lot to win in Boston against this very hot, talented, and deep Boston Bruins team. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 53rd birthday of former Islanders winger Bill Guerin, the Wilbraham, Massachusetts native, originally drafted by the New Jersey Devils, fifth overall in the first round. Back in 1989, played a couple of years at Boston College and then made his NHL debut in 91-92 for the Devils. Later played for the Oilers, the Bruins, the Stars, the Blues, the Sharks, the Islanders, and then the Pittsburgh Penguins. He is now an NHL general manager, was captain of the Islanders during his time there. A gifted scorer, had 41 goals for the Bruins in 0102, played in 1,263 NHL games, 429 goals, 856 points, and 1,660 penalty minutes. Add 39 goals, 74 points in 140 playoff games. Uh, Bill Guerin, a two-time Stanley Cup winner, a, a one-time All-Star, 
and now heavily involved, obviously, in the management side of, or the front office side of hockey. One of his better games as an Islander, October 18th, 2007, down in Washington, D.C. Islanders facing the Capitals. Rick DiPietro, the goalie for the Islanders. Olaf Kolzig in between the pipes for the Caps. But in this game, Bill Guerin gets his only hat trick as an Islander. He had three goals on four shots, was a plus one. Two of the three goals coming on the power play. And Bill Guerin getting the job done as the Islanders beat the Capitals by a score of 5-2. to two. Four assists in this game for Chris Campoli. The hat trick, obviously, for Bill Guerin and a goal and two assists for Brian Berard. So, former Islanders captain Bill Guerin is our Islanders' birthday of the day. And uh, since we're not playing the Wild anymore for a little while, we can wish him all the best of luck uh, right now. want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we will have our key takeaways from the game against the Boston Bruins, and then we will preview the Saturday matchup against the Washington Capitals as the Islanders have these last two games before they head for their West Coast road trip, and that is going to be a different kind of a test, obviously, for this New York Islanders team. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.